With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bleach Bros Podcast is proud to align itself with Jerky Pro, a beef jerky manufacturer established by military and paramilitary veterans. Available in three ounce or one pound bags with great flavors such as honey glazed, teriyaki, red hot, apple cinnamon, original, peppered, sweet barbecue, and if you're ballsy enough, nuclear. Be sure to use our promo code to get some of the best jerky on the market. Use Bleach Bros 5, all lowercase, to take advantage of this offer today. What is going on, Salty Hippo Nation? It's Gnome from the Dads on Dayquil podcast. You are listening to the Bleach Brothers podcast hosted by B-Word and Jake. I came to chew bubblegum and get sanitized, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Enjoy your sanitizing. FTGK, baby. Welcome into the Bleach Brothers podcast. As usual, this is B-Word, and I am here with Jake the Hater. Jake, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm good, bro. I'm good. It's a glorious evening. The Golden Knights are out of the fucking playoffs. My team alone did it. They (laughs) lost in a shootout. There's nothing sweet. Like, everybody's been tagging me. My phone is going off the hook. We can rejoice. FTGK, the movement has risen. It almost sounds like you're happy about that. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Fuck that team. Fuck their fans. Fuck Las Vegas. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to pull back the uh the curtain a little bit tonight because we record on Wednesdays. And yep. so this Wednesday is just so happens to be one hell of a night. Am I right, Jake? Oh, a night to remember. Dude, it's like I'm like Jim Carrey from Cable Guy just yelling out Golden Knights going down, 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 over <laughs> and over again. And the best part is, is like every, like, you know, people have gotten into it with me, but it, this is a great evening, dude. I'm so happy. I'm tired. I had to um, pick up my neighbor from the hospital this morning. Yeah. Uh, you know, being a good neighbor, good friend. Right. Um, he called me uh, like 10 minutes. Like, hey, I have a six hour wait. Can I? hit you up if I need a ride home. And I was like, yeah. And of course he called, I woke up and answered the call. Right. And drove. <clears throat> well, maybe in me though, a good friend that I am, um, he has kidney stones. Okay. And so during this time when he was in the waiting room, I figured, you know, I, I'm going to have to probably stay up a little bit or try to, and right. he's up. So I decided to send him jokes about his kidney stones. Well, let's, <laughs> Let's hear a and couple of them. He just, I don't, I don't know. Like, like B word, I don't know if it was appreciated or, you know, if he was bothered, but at first I started out like, Hey, let's give you a nickname. So like one of them was kidney stoned. It's cold. Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, I asked questions like what's his favorite bean. Or I told him that there was a, um, a live concert outside the hospital. Just go out and roll on the grassy hill, and I'm sure the Rolling Stones will play in your head. <laughs> I, I do. This went on for like two hours. I was just writing stuff like this. Like I said, hey, when the doctor uh, found them, did you ask for a second opinion and ask them to leave no stone unturned? <laughs> and I mean, after hours of this, I got a text message back of just a GIF. Uh, and I know you never watch the show, but people that have is... Stanley, the big angry black guy from the office, 
his face just staring at me like a fucking angry basset hound. <laughs> and then I picked him up at two in the morning. Now, mind you, I go to pick him up and I'm driving there. And, you know, I leave the house at about 2.09 and it's about 2.22 and he calls me. He goes, hey, you on the way? I was like, yeah, I'm almost there, dude. So as that happened, I decide to fly in to the emergency because that's where he was, right where the ambulance is, with death metal playing. Well, not death. I was playing Asking Alexandria. So if you listen to the Hateful Nubs music cut, you could probably get into that music. Uh, shout out to Dads on Dayquil. Um, I have that blaring windows and I come screeching in and I just lean out the window and go, we ride at dawn, Mr. Stone. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> like, you know, the three people working in the crazy meth head outside just stared at him. <laughs> he got in my car. And I think at that point he was like, fuck, why did I call Jake? <laughs> That's but, so you know, funny. I was a good friend. So I know that you made the stones cold Steve Austin joke. Uh, but like if he farted, would would the rock smell or would would he smell what the what the what the rock was cooking that is a great joke and i wish i was smart enough to do that because i could have sent like a gif of the rock like right too like he did like like when he was into wwe like if you smell but b word you're smarter than me i I would also ask him like if if his favorite cartoon is the Flintstones, and if it just so happens because Stones is in the name, or the fact mm. that he ended up liking Pebbles when she got older, like there there's so many questions when people get kidney stones that I think are that I think are very viable. Like for instance, what type of car is he into? Like what's his favorite truck? Chevrolet, like, like a rock, right? <laughs> and so like. What what is his favorite like kitchen utensil? Would it be a k- rock pot? Because I think that oh, it probably could be. Reason. That's terrible, right? That's a reward. <laughs> okay, you had it. You had the rock. You had the Chevy, and then you then you. It's like almost saying like, what kind of shoes is he like? Co rocks, right? Exactly. See? Yeah his uh, his favorite animal is a crocodile. No, it's so. actually a dead horse that you're beating. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, you, you so speaking of bad jokes we um we've been teasing on our show for the better part of a year now almost that you love bad movies and yes. that you purposely seek out bad movies for your own entertainment so that way you can watch them and torture others around you is that fair enough it is but it's i mean <clears throat> there's multiple reasons i like bad movies i think the way to put it is one, somebody's got to like him. <laughs> okay. Somebody, there's an audience out there for us. Um, two, uh, me and my brother actually have a contest every year. So this usually started when, like, remember when you go to Walmart? Yeah. And you'd see like that $3 bin of like DVDs or whatever. Inflation, I think it's now seven, but yes. Yeah. But we would go and we would try to pick out the worst movie ever because it was cheap. We'd be like, okay, let's get some like, you know, Flaming Hot Cheetos, a Mountain Dew. Let's buy a movie tonight and go home and just watch it and watch the worst film ever. The third one, though, is actually because I think, and we talked about this behind the curtain, an international thing. I love international movies. I like to, you know, like learn about other cultures and stuff. And it's like, like I'm a big creature feature fan, right? B word. And a lot of those are like Godzilla films and stuff. And those are made in Japan uh, by Toho, you know, and they're meant to be cheesy and over top. You know what you're getting into. And so since I have an appreciation for those films, I think I can be a little more understanding to bad films at times. But there are times, yeah, I will watch a bad, like you, okay, you made me watch a bad movie and I even told you it wasn't that bad after I thought about it later, which is sad because it's garbage. It's a fucking garbage film, but I'm over here going, yeah, you know what, moments. (laughs) We'll we'll get into that garbage film in tonight's episode, but um. So, okay, so you play a game with your wife, and you guys do this every week, right, where you draw popsicle sticks. Yeah. Am I correct on this? And so, yeah, so yeah. you you want to explain that for the audience? I know we talked about it before, but just in case they haven't heard. Yeah, so we we do movie night twice a week. And so I thought it'd be fun. I One, I like to catalog everything in my life. I like to like be very organized and stuff, so... What we did is we we got this little book that we write down every movie we watch. And the way we go about it is we put popsicle sticks in a jar and somebody picks a movie night. Somebody picks a movie Friday night and somebody picks it Sunday. That is moved with children and stuff. But on Saturdays, we would usually pick out of the jar. Somebody would draw a popsicle stick and whatever the genre of film is on the popsicle stick, we watch. 
And so it's got six months worth of genres. So that's that's I mean, there's a lot of popsicle sticks in there where it's like, you know, romance or sci fi or creature feature or uh, comic book movie. Best uh, actor, best, um, you know, director, favorite writer, stuff like that. So and then the fir- the person who picks the popsicle stick and it, it rotates back and forth gets to watch the first film. And then the the then like if she does the first one, I do the second one, then I get to pick a film. And the whole point is to show films that we like appreciate or watch something new together or think outside of our box. And, you know, there's genres she's good at and genres I'm good at and genres I suck at and vice versa. And there are times I pick out like movies that I like that are garbage that we watch together and she just shakes her head. But she has to sit through it with me. Right now. Your brother, not so much, right? Like your brother actually enjoys the same bad movies that you do. Am I correct? Yeah, I think my brother, though, like it's weird because he he likes some really bad films. And the difference is he's alone. He's, I'm just going to be honest. He's single. He's alone. It's just him and his dog. And we'll talk about movies he watched. And I'm like, you're by yourself on a Friday. Right. And that's what you choose to watch. And he's like, yeah. And so his appreciation, I think, is even superseding mine. We have that level together, but I mean, man, he, he likes some terrible, he's, he, he's actually given me lists of films to watch that I've watched and I've just shook my head, which, which is sad because I've given you lists of movies to watch and you're like, no. Well, l- let's talk some bad movies. So okay. I went, so I had this, this trend, right? Where we would go to the movie theater. There'd be a few of us, a little handful of us that would go to the movie theater and I'm kind of an opinionated person at times. And so there are movies I will see and movies I won't see. And I'm with this group of people. And candidly, there were two ladies that were single. um, And we're at the movie theaters. And I was also single. And I'm getting ready to, uh, to pick a movie. And so I wanted an interesting movie that not only would be intense, but also a good movie to, you know, may potentially make out to or something, right? Right. So... I chose the movie in 2007 called Breach. Have you ever seen this movie? No. So it stars Ryan Phillippe, and he's an FBI Is it Felipe employee. or Philippi? I think it's Philippi. Is it but Felipe? No. I don't think it's Felipe. I really yeah. don't. Regardless of the plot of this film, everybody who attended the movie theater with me told me that I can't pick movies anymore. Like it was between that movie and the movie with the the wild hogs with John Travolta, and I chose oh, the, the wrong one, with, one, dude. That was with Tim Bur- or Tim Allen as well, right? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't pick that movie. I picked Breach. I should have just picked the other movie, which again was a bad movie as well. Uh, my my track record was tarnished from that moment on, and I still get shit to this day in 2022 that I can't pick movies, which is another reason why I just enjoy going to the movies alone. Because if I go see a bad movie by myself, nobody's giving me shit. Right. Right. But what bad movie did you go to the theater and choose? This is hard to discuss because I think if I was, if my wife was on this show, she would yell out a few. I know the recent one would be lamb by a 24 studios, which I loved the film. I liked, I didn't love, I liked the film. Uh, we were in the theater with probably five people, and even one guy stood up and goes, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> um, if you haven't seen the film, it's essentially about a husband and wife in the middle of nowhere um, in, like, I'm going to say Norway or somewhere like that. And they end up finding this half lamb, half child hybrid and try to raise it. And it's just it's awkward and weird. Uh, and slow, but A24 Productions. I, I like that studio. They make weird films. I'm a big fan. Uh, my wife walked out and goes, never again. Why? Why did we watch that? Because um, the other problem is, be weird. I walked out of good movies. So I, the one movie I remember walking out of, I walked out of Anchorman, the first one, not the second one. Why? The first one. I, I was, I, I'm going to be honest. I was in a pretentious stage. So I was with the travesty at the time when it was in theaters. We had our radio show and we had two options. It was travesty's turn to pick the movie in the theater. And he he's, here's his two decisions. What's the one by Al Gore about like the, the, oh, warming, about the like climate change the, or something, the something truth, the inglory, whatever. An inconvenient truth. 
So there was Inconvenient Truth or Anchorman, because this is also the spectrum of the travesty. These are the two films we get to choose out of, either a fucking documentary about global warming or Anchorman. We go to Anchorman, and I don't know. I, I don't know if I was annoyed that night or if I just thought I was funnier than I was because I was doing stand-up at the time and everything. And I just walked out and I I and I love that movie now. I love it. I love that movie. Um the only other one is I went to go see The Cat in the Hat. Oh with God. Michael Myers in college with a girlfriend at the time. We we used to go to the movies like all the time. And she really she picked it and really wanted to go. And I think 30 minutes in, she apologized and we got up and left. The So, so I was yeah. married and I walked out of a film because my ex-wife didn't, didn't appreciate the film. And that film was the 40 year old virgin. And she really? didn't like it because she was pretentious and she didn't like to see other women's boobs. Oh, As you know, true. if you've, if you've been a follower of this show for any length of time, B word loves his boobies. And B word yeah. also loves his subies. So the 40 year old virgin is one of my favorites. Uh, the only other one that I actually walked out of and uh, I, I've talked I've talked about this on the show was um, whatever the, the murder barber thing with Johnny Depp was. Oh, Johnny uh, Sweeney Todd. I yeah. That no, that movie fucking sucks, dude. Uh, first off, I didn't know it was a, I didn't know it was a musical. So there's that. Um, second off, like, we there were three of us that went and each one of us took turns going to the bathroom because each one of us thought god this movie's so fucking terrible that we don't want to we don't want to watch this so i remember being in the movie theater or in the in the movie theater bathroom and i'm shaking my dick an, an extra few times because i just really don't want to go back and watch the movie <laughs> <laughs> and then the moment i go back like my buddy ends up leaving and he goes to the bathroom and then my other buddy a few minutes later goes to the bathroom. And next thing I know, I'm in the movie theater by myself. And I'm like, I'm not fucking doing this. And so I walk out. Dude, they're in the hallway trying to ask, trying to decide on how to ask me because, again, I chose that movie, how to appropriately leave uh, without, like, offending my feelings. And I'm like, dudes, this movie sucks. Like, let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's another one. So what would you say are the top five films terrible films that you've ever seen top five i'm gonna go in uh from number five first so for me um the human centipedes number five i've never watched that film because you've watched that film and you told me not to watch that film it's one of those things like so <clears throat> i i do have a rule too if i start a film besides walking out of cat and hat and um Anchorman, however, I did finish them eventually, so the rule still sticks. I always finish a film. And so at the time, I was dating a girl, and we used to go to Blockbuster. And so we walk in, and, you know, we, we go to rent movies. And, of course, it's around Halloween time. So we're trying to find, like, you know, sort of horror, like, you know, that type of, you know what you do. You go get some popcorn, some munchies. Like, you're like, hey, let's rent some scary sort of movies or whatever. And we get a recommendation from the girl behind the counter. Now, I'm not trying to be fucking biased, like judging people, but I'm just going to describe this woman. And I think it makes sense now why I rented this film. Okay. She's got a giant nose stud. She's got a slipknot shirt, uh, 50 shades of black lipstick, very overweight, uh, red dreads. And I look and go, what do you recommend? She goes, oh, you should watch The Human Centipede. It's a great movie. And I'm like, oh, and like the best part about The Human Centipede on the back, it, there's no holds barred. It just, it literally says science, uh, sewing people's mouths to somebody else's anus, right? It just says it. And she goes, yeah, the movie's pretty shitty until they get sewn ass to mouth, uh, you know, together. And then there's less talking. So it's a great film. I literally, dude, like powered through this movie. And I was just like, and it's not like I was discussing anything. I was just sitting there going, what the fuck am I watching? Right. Right. And the worst part is, and I was one of those people that noticed this. It's written by a husband and wife, B-Word. Okay. That's disgusting. And so all I did in my mind was imagine that husband and wife like out to dinner one night, like, hey, I got an idea for a movie. And she's like, really, babe, what is it? He's like, well, we take three people and have this crazy doctor sew their mouths to each other's anus and they're a giant human centipede. And she's like, that sounds amazing. We should write that. And then all I thought of is, what is their sex life like? Because you know people into that type of shit or into some weird type of shit, B-word. I think it's fair to say that they were eating each other's ass before it was popular. 
I think so, dude. I think I think I think they were doing more than that, which is even more disgustingly foul that I'm thinking of it. So human centipedes, my number five. I mean, do you want me to continue my list and give you all five mine, or you want to like bounce back? We could just go back and forth. Um, So around the corner from the place that I was living at the time was a blockbuster that was going out of business, and so I would go in there and I would buy DVDs that were um, pretty much discounted. Right, I'd go in and they'd be, you know, three or four bucks, and I would, I would go in and say, "Hey, I'll give you a dollar fifty for the movie," and typically they would just take it. So National Lampoons has a pretty good reputation as far as comedy goes, or at least they used to, right? Uh, the American Pie series has kind of taken over the, the National Lampoons to a certain extent. Um, but, you know, National Lampoons typically was associated with raunchy comedies. And so I decided I was going to purchase National Lampoons Pledge This because Paris Hilton was on the was on the cover. And it was at the time that Paris Hilton was pretty... Uh, pretty famous and pretty bold. And, you know, I was always looking for a booby or a subie and she didn't have either. But I thought maybe it was a good time to, to take a look at it. National Lampoon's Pledge This was by far one of the worst movies I've ever watched. Ever. There was, like, no boobies or subies that I can recall. On top of that, the acting... <laughs> I don't even know if you can call it acting, bro. It <laughs> It was terrible. And from then on, unless it was like well reviewed, I've not watched a single National Lampoon's anything. So that's my number five. That that seems about right. I mean, when's the last good National Lampoon's movie? Besides, I mean, Van Wilder is the only one I could think of that was actually good. Van like, Wilder was good. Prominent. Yeah, and and who's the guy who played Kumar? Um, he uh, he had man. the. Um, he had his little his little thing with them. It was it was a spinoff of Van Wilder. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rise yeah, of Taj the, or something. Yeah, the Rise of Taj, and then um, so that was okay. Uh, to answer your question more specifically, recently they remade um, National Lampoon's Vacation. Um, okay. And it actually wasn't bad. It turned out that it was more of a continuation of the storyline rather than a remake. Um, but you know, like that was okay. But other than that, dude, there's not been anything good, National Lampoons. However, I will tell you, if any of our uh, salty hippos out there have the name Naomi, um, Van Wilder taught me something, and that Naomi is I moan backwards. And I think that that is a most important lesson for men to know out there. If you can find yourself a Naomi, make her moan backwards. On to number four, Jake, what do you got? Well, um, I was going to, yeah, I mean... I moan. Hold on. I was just really thinking about Naomi's now. Um, number four <laughs> for me is um, there's a movie called A Hundred Women. Okay. Now, I like, I mean, depending on your age, I mean, like some movies age well, some movies you watch at a certain time in your life, right? And they just don't do, they they were good. And then you try to go back and you're like, no. Right. But there's a movie I really like called A Hundred Girls. And it's okay. like the epitome of like, uh, almost like a raunchy rom-com for guys. Okay. And so the direct or the, the writer of that film made a sequel because that one did so well. Right. And I, I'll admit like, uh, a man, um, is it Emmanuel Shrieky or whatever her name? Oh, is? Oh yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Uh, Sloan off she, of Entourage. Yeah. So she's in, um, a hundred girls and it, okay. it's actually a fun film. I mean, it's essentially about a guy who lives in an all guys dorm, uh, goes over to the all girls dorm for a party the the lights or there's um like a power outage and they have sex in an elevator and he has to try to find her by matching her panties to her bra you know a stupid college comedy right okay and it's fun to see the adventures they have and stuff well the writer decided lightning would strike strike twice okay right so of course he writes a hundred women and it's sort of in the same vein and dude it me and the wife watch it and the, the worst part is it was one of those movies I bought. Because I, I used to buy, I still have a huge DVD collection. I bought it and I never watched it. So I was like, oh, for our movie night, that popsicle stick thing, I pick it one night. Dude, this movie was the epitome of worst jokes like ever told. Like, it's like guys like, hey, this is funny if we wrote this. And then they act it out and it's not funny. Like, that's the right. that whole movie. So it makes my list because the... The first one was so good, and it's like I said, it's not a great film. It's it's almost considered a bad movie, but it's so bad it's good if that makes sense. But the sequel's so garbage. So yeah, that's my number four. 
My number four, so I really enjoyed Super Troopers, right? Right. And so Super Troopers is done by Broken Lizard. Am I Broken I Lizard? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. So Broken Lizard had had a movie. I want to say it was called Puddle Cruiser, maybe mm-hmm. five or so years before Super Troopers. Never saw it. Okay. Um, saw Super Troopers, fell in love with Super Troopers, and then Broken Lizard came out with another movie. And it was called Club Dread. Club oh, Dread was terrible, dude. I wanted all the same kinds of humor uh, as uh, as Super Troopers. I wanted, again, I was looking for boobies or subies. Uh, and I was really, you know, hope. I had a lot of hope in that movie. And, you know, I know that there's people out there that love Club Dread. There's people yeah, out bad. there that think that that's one of Broken Lizards. You know, I wouldn't say it's their best movie, but it's up on the list. Um, I think just because I had a different expectation, that movie was terrible, and I've never circled back to it. But I do remember trying to watch it, and that was one of the movies I actually turned off. So, Club Dread. See, when you were talking and talking about Super Troopers, at first I thought you were going to say Super Troopers 2, because I just went through a sequel. And <clears throat> because Super Troopers, and I'm not, they're not my list, but I just want to say about that film, Super Troopers 2, is it took way too long to come out. It was one of those, they teased it at the end of Super Troopers, and you're like, okay, that'll be funny. And then it's like, how many years later, where it's like, you almost, it's like a fucking afterthought. Yeah. But uh, Club Dread's not terrible. I mean, it's not, I think it's one of those, like, you didn't know what you were getting into. Like, uh, that's why I'll defend that movie, B-Word. It's I'll, not. I'll, I'll give you that, but you're also the person who chooses to watch bad movies. So when you tell me it's not terrible, I take that with a grain of salt. So my next one is The Voices with Ryan Reynolds. And I like Ryan Reynolds a lot as an actor. <clears throat> and I'm sad to say that Green Lantern is not <laughs> the yeah, worst film movie. by him on the planet. But The Voices, I don't know. Have you heard of this movie? I have not. So essentially, he is a crazy person who can he, who hears voices, essentially. And like he's a mur- mass murderer. And like he lives in this fantasy world. So like he has a great job. He's like the super happiest guy at work. And he work. of course, he works a shitty like factory job and, you know, has an apartment. And essentially he lives in like a his dog and cat talk to him and tell him to kill people. And he does What? and he murders them and then like chops them up and keeps them in his house. And like his house looks clean and everything. And then the end of the movie, it shows that he's actually so insane that he imagines his house is like clean and it's just like full of dead bodies and like gross. And it's a very bad movie B word. And I had high hopes cause I'm like, Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. And the tra it's one of those movies. The trailer is very misleading. Like it actually looks pretty decent. And then you watch it. And you're like, this is such a garbage fucking film. Oh, like Morbius. I got it. Yeah. It's like they, uh, they had a star, uh, a decent idea. Couldn't couldn't pull it off and then put a lot of money behind it. And the studio made an amazing trailer because anybody can do that and thought they could ride with that. And I will say it is a it is a terrible film. Interesting. So my number three, um, I'm going to lead up to this. Ever since I saw the movie Free Willy when I was a kid, I've always loved the actor Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen has been in a bunch of movies. Uh, typically a great actor, like one of my favorite movies with him in it is Donnie Brasco. Um, he's always been a, I don't want to say a, a, a criminal or a bad guy or whatever, but, um, you know, he's always been in good movies. So when he and Charlie Sheen paired up for in 1993 for beyond the law, it's a, it's a movie about, um, uh, an FBI agent intruding into or, or, or getting into a motorcycle gang and Charlie Sheen plays the, the agent and Michael Madsen plays the motorcycle uh, leader of the gang. What a terrible fucking movie that was. (laughs) I, I watched that movie. The best part about it was, is that because it did come out in 93, I think I probably watched it in 95, 96. Initially I had, I thought it was decent. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to put it up there and say okay, initially I liked it. As I got older though, I realized exactly how bad that film is. Uh normally when you just, when you search up Beyond the Law now, like it doesn't even come up like you have to search Beyond the Law Charlie Sheen, otherwise you're going to get a Steven Seagal movie. That's how bad it is. 
So okay. yeah, Beyond the Law 1993 is my number three. I'm gonna that's take awesome. I'm gonna take over number two, and then you can we'll circle back to you if that's okay. That's fine. My number two movie is the reason why I was scared of Stephen King's It for the better part of eight years. It's because the movie was so fucking bad that I had to turn to a cannibal fucking clown to be the movie that entertained me that I didn't quite know was finished until five years later. The Elephant Man came out in 1980. It happened to be the same... um, the same disease that affected Rocky Dennis, uh, who's famous for the movie The, uh, the Mask. The Mask. Uh, and it was a black and white film about this guy who's got elephantitis, I think is the slang for the, for the disease. Mm-hmm. What a terrible, long-ass, black and white, fucking stupid movie that was. It was horrendous. My mom, I was sick. I, I was sick from, I, I, I went home. My mom picked me up. She rented me The Elephant Man because I liked the movie The Mask. And yeah. she rented me Stephen King's It. And she made me chocolate Rice Krispie treats. And I don't like chocolate Rice Krispie treats. So it was, it was a bad day all the way around, my dude. The Elephant Man can go fuck himself. Like Never hashtag F-T-E-M. Fuck The Elephant Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that film. I think it, I think it's one of those ones I'd watch, and I probably would just say it's from the 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 uh, the era. So I can't really hate them at that bad because like that r- reminds me. There's a movie and it didn't make my list, but it's really garbage. Have you ever heard of the Beast with a Million Eyes? No. It's look it up when you have time, and all the listeners out there. It's it's like considered one of the most like horrendous creature feature films ever. Essentially, it looks like a potato sack that they glued a, a ton of eyes to rolling around <laughs> attacking okay. people. Um, yeah, now I'm like, oh, why didn't it make my list? But that's a terrible film. But then again, I'm like, well, it's the era. So, I mean, of course, they didn't have great graphics, right? Right. My number two is a, is, is a creature feature. It's called Munchies. Munchies. And I'm not talking about... It's not there now. People do get confused. There that came out. Munchies came out in 1987. Okay, it was during that boom of like Gremlins, and like as you know, like Theory of Two. When one hit happens, everybody tries to replicate that again. Right. So it's about these little creatures. Of course, like they go down to the Amazon, and they this doctor finds these little creatures like in a cave, and then brings them back, and he's going to be a millionaire. Of course, he like leaves them with the wrong people, and like it's like the epitome of over the top slapstick. Like his, he's rich and his son is like, or his, his son's his stepson. Cause he married a hot chick and like, okay. he's that lazy stoner. And I actually recently watched this film the other day because you know, those movies that like stick with you forever. Oh man. Okay. So when I was, when I was a kid, <clears throat> I saw this on TV late night one night. Right. And you remember back in the day, this is before we had, where you could stream everything or DVR or whatever. And I only saw the scene where the little munchy creature or whatever kills the guy because he chops it up and it, and it grows into like eight other creatures or something like that because he chops it up into a bunch of all these pieces and then those all like regenerate and make more creatures. And I was always like, I don't, I've never, I, I never knew what that film was, but that scene always stuck with me because I like creature features. Right. So I finally figured it out and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like watch this. So B word, it'd be like if they took Gremlins, right? Which is an amazing film. I'll amazing film. And then they tried to make them like, like there's a scene where all the munchies talk and they're like all different characters. Like one's like a low rider, like, Hey, how you doing girl? Da, da, da. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, it's so bad, dude, that... I actually almost had to turn it off and really it's, it's one of the worst creature features I've ever seen. I don't know how it got made. And what I was saying was that one came out in 1987. There is a movie called Munchie, I guess. 
Okay. And it looks like this this cracked out Mickey Mouse sort of creature guy, which is another creature feature. Don't get those two confused. I've never watched Munchie, which is probably garbage as well. But Munchies is, is one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I've never seen that. Um, so I before we get into our number one, I want to shout out a few uh, a few of these picks on Twitter um, because we asked our followers what they what movie. Uh, was the worst that they have ever watched. And Aaron from the I Had to Say It podcast uh, said, Big Money Hustlers. Uh, I've not seen that movie. Have you? No. Um, Pastor Pinewood and BZ both from Fraternize with These Guys said to catch a Yeti. And I've not seen that, but that one, (laughs) dude, that one looks terrible. That looks like my type of movie. I I actually responded to them. I posted um, uh, a gnome named Norm. Which is oh yeah, another, yeah 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 I saw your I saw your response there. Yeah. Um, Whiskey Hell said Siberia with Keanu Reeves. Uh, that one is terrible, terrible, terrible. I've seen that. Have you seen yeah. that one? No. Oh, terrible, terrible. Uh, Tattoo Squid said Dragon Ball Evolutions. Now I do. I won't watch Dragon Ball at all. But uh, have you watched that one? It is that bad. I didn't actually, um, or I finished it. It's it's a terrible movie. I think, and when I say I finished it, I half-assed it. I zoned out okay. and watched it. But I will say it is a terrible, terrible uh, try, trying to recreate Dragon Ball. Yeah, Right. Um, the last one that I'll shout out here uh, is Dad's on Dayquil. So Dad's on Dayquil, uh, Gnome, said that uh, his worst movie he's ever seen is Draft Day. And sure enough, uh, Jordan Robinson, J-Rob, uh, from the Cover Zero podcast also agrees. I don't know if it's the worst movie I've ever seen, but I will second that th- that, that movie is absolutely terrible. Uh, Jake, are you going to disagree with that? I know what you're doing here. I know what you're doing here, and I don't like it. <laughs> um, I know that you guys are doing that because I said it's in my top five football movies. So fuck you guys. Fuck yourself. Fuck the Golden Knights. Fuck everything. Um, it's not that bad. You can't put this on this list as a worst movie ever made. You're, you're meaning to tell me that you'd rather watch munchies than fucking draft day. Get the hell out of here. I, I've never watched munchies, but I'll tell you at this point, I'd rather watch munchies than draft you're, day. You're so a piece of shit. Yeah. No, you wouldn't shut up. So my number one film, uh, I, I took my kit. Okay. It was a great trailer. Uh, interesting story. The story wasn't new at the time. Um, so we ended up going to the movie theater, had a little daddy daughter date. Uh, released six years ago, called the BFG, the Big oh, I Friendly the BFG, Giant. The Big Friendly Giant. Yeah, yeah, the Big Friendly Giant. Now, here's the thing about the Big Friendly Giant: the 2016 movie released by Disney is by far the worst film that I've ever seen. Now, keep in mind, I took my daughter to see the Hannah Montana movie. I took my daughter to see half of the Barbie films. I've taken my daughter to see the Smurfs. I've taken her to see a whole shit ton of films. Okay. I would fall asleep in films if they were terrible, just so that way I would, you know, whatever. This film, my daughter asked me to leave. She asked for both of us to leave this film because it was that bad. And it lasted what seemed like forever. I don't know what the runtime was, but it lasted what seemed like forever. And she goes, Dad, can we can we just go? And I was like, yes, I'm really happy you said that. So the BFG is on the top of my list of bad films. Uh, never even finished it. It's probably one of the first movies I've never even finished uh, in the theater. And so that is definitely my number one. What's your number one? The BFG is a bad film uh, because it's one of those like it's it's one of those movies halfway like it's I'm not saying it's great in the beginning, but it's one of those movies that loses itself like halfway through where it just goes to it like you're like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I don't right. know when you left, what part. But there's a scene where it's like all of a sudden they're in England with the queen. And I'm like, why is this happening? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, the, like, I think that's the point that we left. Yeah, now politics are involved and all this weird crap. It's it's sort of like, you remember Hancock with Will Smith? Yeah, I love Hancock. And I'm not talking about the hand being cocked back that, you know, when he smacked. Right. Um, where Speaking that of rocks, by the way. Speaking yeah. of rocks. That movie was great. Until halfway through where you're like, what the fuck happened? And that that's 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 what I think you're BFG saying did. that Hancock was great until halfway through. Yeah. Halfway. Really? Through. And then it, it, right, imagine if he was just that shitty guy, the whole movie, that would have been a great film. All of a sudden you made it where him and Charlie's Theron were meant to be and like these fucking alien beans and stuff. You're like, no. But when he was a guy that was getting drunk and throwing people and not signing autographs stuff, 
I was there for it. I was all about that. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Number so one. What, what's your number one, homie? Number one, I'm going to give the trophy to my brother. Okay. So this film has stunned has lived through the test of time of our little contest of worst movie ever. So as I've said before, me and my brother used to have a contest where who could pick out the worst movie ever. And mind you, I'm going to see him next month, so I'm sure we're going to watch a few bad films together. But we we were sitting there, and he goes, I have the worst movie ever made. And I was like, no, you don't. I was like, you can't top. like, And I, I don't know what I picked, but I picked a shitty movie, the word that we watched. Right. I was like, you can't top that. This movie's called The Once and Future Queen. The Once and Future Queen. And I'm going to read the the synopsis. It's a sentence long, the storyline, okay? And it says, Antimatter, which is the character in the movie, her name is Antimatter, is the queen of nothing, the rule of nowhere, the monarch of ciphers. What do you think that movie's about, B-Word? I I don't. I don't know. Nobody does. The the movie makes no sense. It's like the opening. I remember watching the opening scene. It's just this fat lady walking around town, like smoking, maybe doing drugs and stuff all around New York. And then she goes into her apartment and she has a bulk, like a, like, you know, what are are those types of, um, those beds, bunk beds. Yeah. She has a bunk bed bathtub. B word where she climbs. What? She climbs a ladder that looks like a bunk bed and then jumps into a bathtub and then pulls up the sprayer from the sink and fills it up. I'm not joking, you B-word. That happens in this movie where I there was more questions that need to be answered. And then there's a sex scene and drugs and like not a lot of talking. And I, I don't know what... The, I, it felt like some like kid in art school wanted to make a film but didn't know what he was doing, but then you know was going really avant-garde. I still to this day have no idea what this movie's about. And I watched the whole thing with my brother and I just looked at him and all he did was laugh the whole time going, I told you I knew the worst movie ever. And he was so <laughs> proud of himself. And I said, where did you even find this? He goes, I don't know. I was at work telling all my coworkers like, Hey, I got to find a bad movie tonight. And some guy yelled it out and it was on Netflix and we watched it. And I'm going to tell everybody they need to watch it out there just because I'm an asshole, but it's and bad. I- B word. And I'm going to tell everybody, don't waste your time, because if Jake thinks it's bad, it's bad. Oh, so dude, um, so speaking of movies that Jake thinks is bad, um, behind the scenes here, we had, a, a, we had a little thing in regard to me watching one of Jake's favorite Asian films titled Skinny Tiger, Fatty Dragon. Now... Mm-hmm. I was very hesitant to watch Skinny Tiger, Fatty Fatty Dragon for multiple reasons. Number one, Jake said it was a bad film um, and that he loves it. And that scares me. Uh, Number two, it's not dubbed. It's uh, completely subtitles. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's in, um, well, they're from Hong Kong. So I imagine that's Chinese that they're speaking. Um, And it's martial arts. And it was made in 1990. All of that combined scares me. It's like you put everything in a bad movie in a blender and Jake's telling me to watch Skinny Tiger, Fatty Dragon. So in order for me to watch Skinny Tiger, Fatty Dragon, we knew that we needed to do bad movie reviews. And so I decided that uh, if I were to watch this film, I would also pick out a bad film for Jake to watch. Here's where I fucked up. I told Jake that I will pick out a movie that I've seen before. And this is the part that I forgot to say or forgot to remember uh, for him to watch. And I proceeded to go to Google and find the worst rated film that I could stream on any platform. The worst rated film on any platform was titled The Hottie and the Naughty. Now, keep in mind I told Jake that I would find a movie that I've seen before, and I neglected to remember that part. So I gave Jake the homework of the hottie and the naughty, and he questioned if I'd seen it before. And of course, I was honest, and I said, no, I've not seen it before. And he says, hey, you said that you're going to give me a movie that you've seen before. And after some squirming around and some arguing and realizing that in this very one moment in our entire lives, Jake was half right. Uh, I had to watch two terrible movies, one of them being The Hottie and the Naughty, and the other one being Skinny Tiger, Fatty Dragon. So my night last night was not good by any means. 
So, <laughs> so in Jake, spite of yourself, you <laughs> fucked up and you had to watch two in a row, which was glorious. <laughs> it was so, it was so bad. So bad. So let's go with your bad movie review of the hottie and the naughty. So, um, I will, I will say one thing. I, I, I got through the whole movie and it is terrible. Okay. And it, it's almost like a hundred women that I was describing on my list. The, the problem with the movie is B word. It's, it's like a raunchy rom-com, right? Slapstick. It's trying to be over the top. And the premise is a good idea. And it's, it's not like, unique. It's not a unique premise. It's not unique. It's very predictable. It's very mundane. It's, it's got like the, the normal type of cast of characters. Right. But it's, it's like somebody's first film they ever wrote. Like comedy guys are like, Hey, it reminds me of like, so me and the travesty, right? We wrote like movies together that we always like dreamed would make it. And it reminded me of the first film we ever wrote together. And we called it refs. And it was about like a referee that was wanted to date the head cheerleader of an NFL team and the quarterback. And like, you know, they had that dichotomy, like whatever. Right. Of course, a hot chick and a not hot chick, the naughty, and uh, a guy who's who's of course they're out of his league. Regardless, he tries to date them and tries to get you know, and then eventually he falls in love with the naughty, even though she gets like fucking beautiful. Which oh, I didn't hot. know if you know this. The chick is from Step by Step. I didn't the know whole that TGIF show. Yeah, she was the cute sister. Yeah, but Paris Hilton's in it. And you pointed this out after I said it. I said, of course, this is one of those films where Hollywood's like, oh, Paris Hilton, like, let's make a movie with her. And you're like, she produced the fucking film. She did. <laughs> and now it makes sense. It's It's got like every basic scene ever. And the writing's terrible. And there were just moments that didn't need to happen. Like, I don't know, there's a scene where that stuck out to me where he's sitting on the bed and he's apologizing to Paris Hilton. And then he starts telling her how he's stalking her. And then she's like, oh, that's creepy. And then they just move on from that part. Yeah, but in the end, Beard, yes, it's it. I think it's got like a one point five star review out of ten on every site. I did have some real chuckles, though. I did actually laugh at some parts. There was one part that got a grin out of me, and it was and, the toe, and right? It was the toe. Uh, the the naughty had a infected toenail. I mean, how would you describe it? It was uh, an infected toenail that was so black and disgusting. I mean, that's the thing that was over the top. Like, she couldn't dress. She had rotten right. teeth, rotten toenails, right. no hair. Like, it was like everything bad that you could, moles everywhere. And it was like, wh- what are you doing? But anyway, it was the, yeah, the, it was the quintessential, off. it was the quintessential, like, late 90s, early 2000s rom-com, right? So, like, you had the base of every, of every movie. You had the perfect setup of every rom-com movie. Of that era, right? Right. And so you had uh, a girl who wasn't good looking. You had the hot chick. You had, um, I I recognize the actor who was in it. He was but from I, I, uh, Grandma's Boy. He's the yeah, okay. he's the tall. Yeah. Okay. The, You're um, a robot. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, actually, he was the, no, he wasn't the Shermanator. That's a different actor. Um, but regardless, if, if you're familiar with American Pie, the Shermanator, or if you're familiar with the new guy, whatever whatever his name was in there, these actors are the nerdy, kind of lanky, ugly kind of guys. Mm-hmm. And he thinks he's got a shot with the hottest girl in school. And it was a good premise. They're just nothing connected. And and like they would insert things. And you made, uh, you know, outside of the podcast, you made a good observation on this where it was like teenage boys wrote the script where it was like, Oh, you know, it'd be funny next is blah, blah, blah. Right. And they're like, Oh yeah, that'd be so funny, dude. Oh, you know, it'd be funny next, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, like this, this complete unattached uh, comedic, like none of the, nothing landed, nothing landed in this movie except for the infected toenail on the dude's lip. Yeah, and, because the, like he pays off the dude to date her, and like yeah. he's putting chapstick on, and he's and he's finally hammered, and he's like, "I'm gonna go bone this chick," because the rule was like if he boned her, then of course then that means Paris Hilton's allowed to bone people because you yeah. know apparently they don't have vibrators or something. I don't know what the fuck's going on, and the toenail flies off in the wind and lands on his on his mouth, and he jumps out of the boat and just swims off, and I'm just laughing my ass off during that scene. 
But when you said that's over the top, like the scene where she's in a wedding dress, yeah, and is farting, yeah, at yeah. the party, and you're yeah. like, what the fuck's and happening? She's like and dropping she's like, wine on the front of her, and she's acting drunk, and it's just crazy, right? Well, it, it made it. They, it's like they were trying to do that scene where it's like he finds out the hottie's not that cool, and I'm like, okay, that's the the trope we're going down. And then they kill it all by her pulling a whoopee cushion out of the dress, going, "I was messing with you all night. I just wanted to see if you liked my farts." And you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah, nothing connected I, I just, in this movie. Nothing did. And the the worst part is that of course the naughty's getting hot, and you're seeing it. And then I'm thinking like, when the naughty finally got hot in the mil- film, film, right, B word, like. She's not going to go for that guy. No. I mean, I no, could be wrong, but you're looking not going, what the fuck's happening? Not at all. Especially and the fact that she knows like he's a stalker and a liar and yeah. like it, it, everything's and wrong with him. And he wants her friend. Yeah. And he, there was even a moment like where he kissed her after she after she was like getting hot, I guess. Like she wasn't quite yeah. hot yet. It was like yet, the in-between was, hot phase. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like he kissed her and then he's like, do I still have a chance with your friend? And it's like, <laughs> What? <laughs> What are you doing? What's going on here? The other the other problem is is they made Paris Hilton to be the hottest chick on the planet, and it's like she's it's like um. So I I brought up this movie already. So a hundred girls, right? The hottest chick in that movie is Jamie Priestley. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jamie Presley. Presley, yeah. Which she's hot, right? But she's not like the level. I don't know. And I mean, I know everybody has different tastes, but no, I I will guarantee fucking tea if we put the, you know, this is going to be out there. Anybody on Twitter anywhere, nobody's going to say Paris Hilton's the hottest fucking chick. I'm sorry. Get the fuck out of here if you think that. No, no. Acting was bad. And and as you said, as I said, or that you reiterated about the teenage boys thing, every character they made this movie was so over the top, like the albino stalker on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, like, so, like I said, or even the ugly chick, the naughty, where instead of maybe just having her have bad teeth and a mole, it's like you made her like the most grotesque creature on the planet. Yeah. She was. There's no fixing that. Yeah. She was almost designed as a creature, not necessarily as a person. Yeah. It was terrible. So, overall review, uh, obviously a thumbs down. Am I correct? Yeah. <laughs> but, here we go this, audience here we go i'll say, I'll say this viewer out of it after i sat and thought about it today i was like there's worse movies out there it, I, it wouldn't make my top five right now to be honest with you i mean it's 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 diatribe basic bullshit that that's predictable it's not the worst movie I've ever seen it's a bad movie and the review stands but there were parts where i could i could be like yeah you know i, I can get through it i mean i guess i should have known though because um, my daughter likes to stay up. She's 13 and likes whenever she can. I have her tell her she can stay up later. And uh, she walks in the living room. She goes, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm doing homework for the show. I'm watching this movie. I go, you want to sit and finish it with me? And she looks at me and goes, is that Paris Hilton? I go, yeah. She goes, no. <laughs> she just left. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? That's how I knew it was a bad film. But yeah, um, Dude, I'd say I, it, it's bad. Yeah. I, I got home last night and I knew I needed to watch this film. Okay, and I was already dreading it because I didn't read the fucking rules that I created correctly. And I send a text message with the trailer to my daughter. And I'm like, hey, I have to watch this movie tonight. Would you want to watch it? And she said, yes. Yeah. And so, like, I'm trying to watch this movie and it's it's terrible, dude. And like 20 minutes in, she's like, this is a really bad movie. Like, I told you I'd watch it, so I'm going to sit here. And I'm like, you don't have to watch it with me. She's like, no, I told you I would. Okay, all right, fine. Probably another 10 minutes go into the movie. And she goes, can I just go lay down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, yeah. I, I, I begged everybody in my house to watch it with me, and everybody turned me down. So you, you won on that round. Now, let's get to... Skinny Tiger Fatty Dragon. Because the joke on the show is I've been trying to get you to watch this movie for a while because I I have an appreciation for bad like kung fu sort of films, creature features, stuff like that from Asia. Um I, I found this film while finding the Haya channel, which I highly recommend for everybody on Sling. 
Um, it came on and I just watched it and I liked it. I it's it's like the epitome of yin and yang, like you know, not good cop, bad cop, but like you know, like it's it's me and you, Beward. It's me and you as a film. You're fatty tiger and I'm or you're skin. I'm you're fatty dragon and I'm skinny tiger. Like you're that's baldy. how I imagined us. You're baldy. So this fucking movie, dude. God damn it. <laughs> I did not want to watch this film at all, but I knew if I never caved into watching this film, like for years, I would hear B word. You got to watch skinny tiger, fatty dragon B word. You know, you got to watch skinny tiger, fatty dragon. It'd be fine if it was just you. But when I also hear from your brother B word, you, you got to watch skinny tiger, fatty dragon. Like eventually dude, I'm, I have to fucking watch this stupid, stupid ass motherfucking film mm-hmm. or else. Right? So I just finished the hottie and the, the hottie and the naughty. Okay. So I'm already like not ready for this film and I'm being optimistic, bro. <laughs> that, You're like, well, it can't get worse, right? Yeah. That it can't get worse. <laughs> Let me tell you exactly how much I was wrong. <laughs> this, this movie, first and foremost, like I'm texting you and the intro. Oh my God. The intro. The intro is so plain and basic. It looks like a PowerPoint presentation. Yep. Like I am just giggling to myself and I'm like, holy shit, this is the, of course the intro is going to be like this. And you've got funny like Japanese or Asian or, or Chinese music that like the ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And so I, the, the, all I text Jake is I'm like, this opening is so bad. Well, then th- it starts off with the, there's these, these thieves, I guess, that are robbing a 7-Eleven or what's supposed to be a 7-Eleven and it's 7-Eleven in the titles, like in the subtitles, mm-hmm. but it's actually a Circle K, which really <laughs> bothered me um, because it's a Circle K, not a 7-Eleven, but the, the subtitles say 7-Eleven and that's where I knew that this is already going wrong. And then I didn't realize how much like product placement they had in here and everything mm-hmm. was in English. And I'm like, wait, hold on. How come I can read all the products? But like, and dude, I'm trying to dub it in English. So that way, like I can hear people talking, even if, even if I have to focus on the lips, not matching. Yeah, no, doesn't happen. No, no, it doesn't, and then, they don't do that. Then there's this scene where, uh, fatty is fighting these guys, um, who, so, so the whole, I'm going to use this word. The whole MacGuffin is that there is this <laughs> villain that is i don't even know what what his deal is like i don't know what he's robbing i don't know if he's like a drug lord i don't even know dude like i ne- the, it never explained it but they're trying to capture this dude and they're going across like all of his associates and they're they're doing kung fu with all of their associates or karate or whatever it is and i'm just sitting here going okay but why are they trying to get this guy and as i'm going through this movie fatty is fighting these five guys who are all wearing like, you know, when we were kids, you'd have those Halloween masks, those plastic Halloween masks with like big bird on them or whatever. There's a Burton Ernie. This motherfucker (laughs) is beating up Burton Ernie. So that's my next text message to you. I'm like, bro is kicking Burton Ernie's ass. And then they end up finding the dude named Johnny. Mind, mind you, this is a film in Hong Kong. Nobody's fucking named Johnny. And so they, they, and they said Johnny and dude, I can, that's one of the only words I can understand in this whole fucking thing was Johnny. I'm like, okay, this is already wrong. And so then um, all of a sudden they're like, Johnny tells them in whatever language they're speaking that you have to search for the transvestite. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And so I send just, I send Jake a message. I'm like, a fucking tranny, Jake. <laughs> and, then, and then I get the ha ha Asian shit is weird. <laughs> and then I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh my God. So I'm watching this movie and then all of a sudden, like, so skinny tiger, fatty dragon, they're, they're cops. It's like this buddy cop Asian comedy thing. And like their their superior, I don't know what, what his rank was in the sheriff's office. Like he's got this weird personality and like they're on trial because they they decided to me too a woman looking for drugs and then like it's just weird fucking concept (laughs) then jake they're all of a sudden like in singapore on a fucking boat 
bro i don't why why are they in singapore on a boat there's no purpose sense. for this and then they're doing karaoke yeah bro they're oh, doing the karaoke the dance, the dance okay scene. now i will tell you the dance scene was pretty cool but uh, from a from a filmmaker's perspective and i'm not a pro filmmaker there was five people in the whole fucking room and they're trying to trying to make it seem like they're in a packed bar and, and i'm sitting here going this is fucking terrible dude terrible right and then all of a sudden they go back and they're on the they're 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 back on the on the job kind of but not really and they're still looking for this transvestite well all of a sudden there's this shower scene right and like i'm i don't really know what's going on candidly i'm probably zoning off at this point and this chick thing comes out of the shower and has no shirt on and like i'm looking at her boobs and i'm like those really don't look like boobs like i've seen enough boobs to know what boobs look like those don't kind of look like boobs those look like man titties like i don't understand what that is like big nick and, yeah like big nick's titties from gag on this and so i'm like okay well i don't i don't know maybe that's how her boobs are shaped i don't know well then uh, another a lady gets out and she's got actual boobs and like she kind of flashes a nipple but not really flashes a nipple and i'm like mm -hmm. oh look a subie so i was excited right no that non-titted woman was a man and here yeah, i am checking tranny. a <laughs> that was the tranny and i'm like <laughs> what in the fucking ass is this movie and then like the the end fight scene was kind of interesting kind of and fatty like implemented a lot of things from Bruce Lee. You can tell that the actor was like a huge fan of Bruce Lee, which I think, you know, I appreciated. Overall, this movie was probably not as bad as the hottie and the naughty. Right. Uh, uh, but if the hottie and the naughty came in as a 1.5, skinny tiger and fatty dragon came in as a 1.51. 1 no, at least it was four. a terrible was a fucking it's movie. A three or a four. No, it, the fight scenes are great. I will say that. And the cool part is, is, is fatty is the better fighter and his Kung Fu skills yeah. come through, which is really cool. It's, it's great to see a fat Jackie Chan, like move that way. Um, I mean, the joke is I've watched this since this shows, our shows came out where I used to send you videos like, yeah. And I the first video I ever sent you is the dance scene. Cause it's fucking hilarious yeah. to me, but yeah, it's one of those movies. It's all over the place. You don't know. I, I, I do have a theory that bad boys was uh birth because this movie existed and nobody I, believes me, but I think I it was rush hour. I think it was rush. Uh, hour. Maybe, maybe, but I, you know, one of those buddy cop films came because this movie was out. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. So we're obviously we ranked two terrible movies or we didn't rank. We reviewed two terrible movies. From a storyline perspective, I think we could both agree that if the storyline was beefed up or told better and had better acting, um, these movies very well could have could have been solid performers in the box office as well as, you know, after the box office rentals and think, all that sort of stuff. Do you think if higher paid and I'm not going to speak for Skinny Tire, Fat Dragon because those guys were stars in their own right. But let's just say the hottie and the naughty, if they put different stars in the film, you would like it more. No, I think it would have been fine even with those actors, um, candidly, just because like I relate it to the movie The New Guy. Um, yeah. And I think it's very much like The New Guy. And what's what's the film where with Freddie Prince that we were talking about? Oh, she's all that. Yeah, I think it's like a combination between those two. Right. Okay. And a little bit of Shallow How. And see, I thought of. Yeah, I thought of She's Out of My League. Okay, yeah, she's out of my league would be a good one too. And but yeah. but you you kind of mix all of those movies. I think that there's really good premise there to the story. I think that you could manipulate it to be um to be good. I think yeah, probably some better actors even with Paris Hilton in it though. Like as over the top as Paris Hilton was, I think that she probably still could have carried that role if it was written better. But man, that's like five hours of my night that I'll never get back. <laughs> well, I, I will say you fucked up also by doing them back to back. Yeah, you should have. It's it's like when you do that power thing. Like I'm just gonna get it all done now, and you're like, yeah, I, I had I had a week to do this. I could have like knocked this out in between. Dude, it was well. No, I couldn't have actually because I think I gave you the movie on Friday, and like we, I, I. Skinny Tiger Fatty Dragon was supposed to record on Monday oh, and yeah, it yeah. didn't. And you could have so, watched Hottie and the Naughty before that. You could have no. watched it before that. See, I, I will say this to, to to close that the the review part out is shout out to my brother, 
the king of bad movies. I'll give him that crown because as soon as I, I as he came over to my house one time, I was like, Caleb, you got to watch this movie. And I told him, he goes, oh, I fucking love that film. Skinny Tiger, Fat Dragon. Amazing. And he started explaining the scene. So I knew he watched it. So knowing that my brother loves that film, too. Puts I'm aware. Little, like, it, it, it puts a smile on my heart. I, I'm aware because I have text messages from both of you fuckers telling me I need to watch that movie. So mm-hmm. now that that movie is done, been watched, I'm done. I'm not watching that movie again. So well, with that, though, we're going to turn it over to El Presidente Gunner, and he is going to let us out. So, Gunner, what do you got for us? Thanks for the dirt talk. Come back and get sanitized. This is Jake from the Bleach Bros Podcast, and thank you for listening to today's episode. I want to bring to your attention our Linktree. Visit Linktree forward slash Bleach Bros Podcast for access to all of our socials, merch, and streaming sites. Linktree is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Bleach Bros Podcast. All one word. And if you enjoy our content, make sure to give us a like, give us a review on whatever platform you are listening on, and also invite your friends. If you're a fan of our show, Be sure to check out this one to stay sanitized. Hi, this is Amara from the Always Podcast. I want to make sure you know about another awesome show, the MacGyver SG-1 Audio Series. His eyes darted over to Jack's weapon. Sam, start taking all the gunpowder out of these bullets. He stunned Jack by taking the gun from his hands and with one swift motion released the clip discharging the bullets in the chamber before handing the empty gun back to the general. It's written, edited, and performed by Mac Jackson of the MacGyver podcast. He's bringing together the worlds of MacGyver and Stargate to bring us all new and ongoing adventures. For some reason, something caused both Jack and MacGyver to glance up at the second floor office window that hung over the large storage hangar. It was a shadow of a moving figure, a figure who now was staring down at them. Before they could say anything or move, the man ran over to the railing and opened fire on them. In that moment, they each knew they were about to be riddled with bullets. Get into the epic story and hear how brothers Mac and Jack work together. Suddenly, he spun on his heels to his brother. Jack, give me your phone. The general quickly took it from his pocket and handed it over. Yeah, it isn't working, you know. No, not as a phone. With that, MacGyver knelt down and smashed Jack's cell phone off the ground and cracked it open. As he pried it apart and reached for his knife, Jack stood stunned. That's... my phone. And how they disagree. As he turned the engine off, he rechecked the inside of his pocket and pulled out his automatic handgun to check the chamber. As he verified the bullets loaded, he could see the disappointing glare of his brother in the seat next to him. What? This again? I don't like guns, Jack. Yeah, me neither. I like getting shot a lot less. Subscribe and review today on Apple iTunes and like the Facebook page to keep up on all the latest episodes. I've been catching up on past episodes and you don't want to miss it.